Welcome back to the Posting Up Podcast here with your host, Alec Jesse. And we have a bracket, and there is a whole lot to discuss with it. Um, I am back from Frisco, Texas, after covering the WKU men's basketball team. They obviously did not win their conference tournament. It was still a fun experience, so I hope to do it again next year. Um, but, you know, conference tournaments obviously happened this last week. Was not able to get on the podcast um, uh, last week, obviously, as, as I was not in really in a position to do so. Um, but we are back now, and I think good point, right? You know, we had all the conference tournaments uh, going on, and uh, we get to talk about a bracket as well. So that is extremely exciting. Uh, again, bunch bunch to go over. But what I'm going to kind of do, I'm just going to talk. So I have the ESPN the, the bracket in front of me, the ESPN tournament challenge, in which I've picked a bracket, um, and this is what I think is going to go down. So this is what I am picking, or what I've already picked. And here I am, you know, going to share it with you and break down all the matchups. And through that, we will go through what happened um, in the conference tournament. And I, and I think that's that's a solid little setup because um, we can kind of, you know, some of what happened in the conference tournament could, you know, affect the picks. And we will kind of get into that in discussing the teams. So we're going to go through. Uh, I'm going to go pick through the first round of the. The East region, the South, the Midwest, and the West. Go one through four, and we will go from there. So, first off, the one seeds in each region. Duke got your number one overall seed. Um, Virginia got the number two overall seed. Uh, Duke in the East, the D.C. region. Virginia in the South, the Louisville region. Uh, Carolina in the Midwest. Kansas City, and Gonzaga out west, I believe that is Anaheim. So, those are your top four seeds. I guess we can go over kind of how they got there. Uh, So, Duke got, you know, after coming into the conference tournament, a two seed. Uh, Zion comes back, so it happened. I remember I said last week, I believe it when I saw when I see it, and I did see it. And uh, I think it was the right choice, ultimately. They went in and, you know, Zion dominated. It was like he was he had never left. Uh, had thirty points. I, I believe he was like a thirteen for thirteen from the floor against Syracuse. Uh, they look like the best team in America. Uh, terrific game in the semifinals. They beat Carolina by a measly point. I believe it was seventy four, seventy or seventy three, seventy two, something like that. It was very very close. Great game. Colby White could not get the final shot to go, but Zion was absolutely amazing. And then they beat Florida State in the final. I think it's all. I think it's ultimately the right choice. And Florida State was in the final because they beat Virginia, who is the number two uh, overall uh, one seed in the uh, in the South region. They were looked like a lock for DC, but then they they lost to Florida State giving them their third loss of the season and kind of losing their grip and as Duke dominated, so they dropped to the second spot. Still, you know, one of the best, you know, I think tied for the most quadrant one wins with Michigan State. You know, great regular season, uh, very much deserving of the one of a one seed. 
out in Midwest. Carolina got, got a one. Kind of a shocking development. Um, probably, the, you know, you could make an argument that either Kentucky or Tennessee, most certainly Tennessee, uh, deserved a one seed. Uh, even Michigan State after beating Michigan in the Big Ten final. Um, but it ended up being Carolina and Gonzaga. Uh, it had Tennessee beaten Auburn in the SEC final, they would have gotten the one out west. Gonzaga would have been the two. So that's an interesting development. Kentucky would have ended up moving up uh, to the um, to the south region. But anyway, uh, so, yeah, North Carolina is your three after losing to Duke. Uh and Gonzaga after losing to St. Mary's, shockingly, in the WCC final, ends up still as the one seed out west, your final one seed. So that's kind of how they all got there. Um, so very interesting bracket. I, there were, wasn't a whole lot of snubs. Uh, I, I know North Carolina State, TCU, um, Alabama, UNC Greensboro, so I, Indiana. I think the top 14, the first four out were – uh, UNC Greensboro, Indiana, Alabama, TCU. Those were your first four out. And I think after that you had, I believe it was, I mean, uh, North Carolina State. Uh, I forget the NIT bracket off the top of my head. But I know they were, they were uh, Clemson was another one as well um, that, <clears throat> that hurt themselves. I mean, you know, NC State. Uh, ended up beating, uh, I believe it was, yeah, they ended up beating Clemson. But they were rather destroyed by Virginia in the quarterfinals. You know, you know, you can make a case for maybe NC State, but they played such a brutal non-conference schedule. Uh, or, I mean, brutal isn't bad, like last, dead last. And I think that was, that ultimately did them in. Um, you know, I think... Belmont getting it at large, so that I think the last four in were Belmont, Temple, uh, St. John's, and Arizona State. I can't really argue with that. I, I don't think St. John's. I, if I had one, if I had to pick one, I didn't think deserved it, it'd be St. John's, just because they were so erratic and and just so you know brutally bad in stretches of the season. Um, I think it had Alabama one beating Kentucky, they would have been in. That would have uh, kind of clinched their bid as Florida did against LSU. Like, Alabama, like like I've been saying, they beat Georgia State or even just one of A and M two losses. They win probably you win two of those three and they're in, uh, but they do not, and that's kind of how it went down. So, but ultimately, no qualms really with the bracket. The only team that I think really got screwed is you know before we get into it, kind of talking about the overall. Uh, bracket itself was Michigan State, right? They they beat Michigan. Now I get that they have bad losses against Indiana, two against Indiana, one against um, Illinois. I mean those those are very bad losses. However, um, they've been shorthanded almost the entire year. Langford's out for the year, and I know that that's kind of he's not coming back, so they shouldn't like give them. Uh, Budget them for that, or like, um, cut some some slack for that since he's not coming back. But, however, I mean, still shorthanded without Nick Ward for parts of the year as well. Kyle Aarons, uh, who just you know, he's going to be done for the tournament, uh, broke his ankle, but 
would be brutal for that uh, for that young man. But uh, still, even so, he and he missed some time throughout the season, you know. And th- coming in to the Big Ten tournament, I believe they've won like seven or eight straight. Uh, beat Michigan for a third time. I mean, like in the reward for winning, because they, the, according to the committee, they leaped Kentucky after beating Michigan, which I think that's fair. And they leaped Kentucky, and the reward was playing Duke. I mean, brutal. Tom Izzo was not very happy about that, and he shouldn't be. Yeah, so Michigan State, got, I think they're the ones that got screwed. Tennessee got a tough draw in the second round against Cincinnati and Columbus. Um, that's brutal. I mean, it's a road game. Um you know, Tennessee fans, I'm sure, will travel decently because this is the best team that they've had in years. Um, however, that's going to be tough, and Cincinnati's coming off a very impressive, um, uh, you know, conference tournament. We'll get more into that. Uh, and then Kansas getting to play in Kansas City for the regional, potentially. Now, they have to get out of it. and that, They have to beat Northeastern in the winner of Auburn, New Mexico State. That's not going to be easy. Um, I do not. I don't. I don't know where those games are played, off the top of my head. Uh, but even so, that's going to be tough. But should they should they be able to do that? Bill Self will get a home, a home game, uh, in the in the uh, Sweet Sixteen uh, against potentially North Carolina. That would be a very very interesting matchup. Roy Williams playing his former team in a road game, and he's the one seed. I mean that's. That's that's pretty crazy. But other than that, I thought the bracket was pretty well constructed. I you know I, I think Michigan and Michigan State should have been swapped. Michigan State in the two in the West, Michigan the two in the East, in you know Cincinnati not playing in Columbus, and maybe Kansas not playing. But other than that, I thought it was a pretty good draw. The, the, you know least amount of. Didn't seem like Twitter totally blew up when the bracket was released. I think, I think outside of, I think really outside of Michigan State, everyone was fairly content with their road. Because uh, even Tennessee, if should they beat Cincinnati, like I think they should, they have a pretty easy road after that. Um, you know, but anyway. So, and, and, you know, with Carolina, and Carolina's just clearly better than Kansas. And Kansas has a bad history in Kansas City for, uh, for regionals and for games in general. They, they haven't been very good in Kansas City. So they, that is also something to look at because when it was in Kansas City, I believe two years ago, with, uh, you know, Kansas had that uh, Josh Jackson, uh, Devontae Graham, Frank Mason on that team. <clears throat> and Kansas lost to Oregon. Uh, so, you know, who I believe what were they as a six seed? I think they were a six seed. I, I, I believe. Let me look. Or they might have been. They might have been a three. Either way, they yeah, they might have been a three. But regardless, lost a home game essentially to Oregon. So uh, Kansas, you know, that's something also to look for. All right. So for the actual bracket, so we're gonna go down through here. So Duke against um, North, the winner of North. Uh, let's see, North Carolina Central and North Dakota State, I believe that is. Um, obviously, uh, for, as for the sixteen 
matchup. I, I have no clue. I, I don't know anything about those two teams. I'll fully admit that. Uh, so, But Duke will beat the winner of that team, obviously. VCU-UCF. Uh, that game will be played very, very uh, in, the, in the low 50s, uh, I, I would say. Uh, very, very low scoring. It'll be, it'll be a low scoring affair. Um, let me see. Let me get the metrics up. I have Kim Palm up. Uh, VCU is currently ranked seventh overall in uh, defensive efficiency, adjusted defi- defensive efficiency, excuse me. Uh, UCF is 36th. So you're talking about two top 40 defenses uh, overall, uh, you know. I think that's going to be a. I think that's going to be a slugfest. I mean, obviously with UCF, you have Taco Fall, uh, you know, kind of the the one of the unicorns of college basketball. Uh, you have Aubrey Dawkins, a very tough guard. So uh, you know, BJ Taylor, I believe, uh, as well. So good guard play with you know, the, the six seven uh, senior uh, center. In, in fall, I think VCU wins this game. Though they are one of the they are the best team uh, going into the final week of the regular season. They were the best team in uh, defensive field goal percentage allowed uh, under th- it's like twenty seven percent. They're one of the premier defensive teams in the country. They locked teams down. That's how they won the A ten regular season. Did not win the conference tournament. Neither team did. Uh, but I think VCU wins a slugfest in that one. Mississippi State and Liberty. This is going to be a popular pick, Liberty will. Um, I don't know a ton about Liberty. I know they beat Lipscomb. I listened to that on the radio. Um, So, I mean, pretty impressive to beat Lipscomb on the road to get to the tournament. Um, But I I do know decent amount about about Mississippi State. And their guard play is terrific. And Quindary Weatherspoon is tough as nails. Uh, Lamar Peters, tough as nails, and they're hard to guard. That's a tough team to guard. They're tough to keep out of the lane. Um, Quindary Weatherspoon in crunch time is one of the best players, uh, definitely in the SEC, maybe in the country. Um, I don't think I, – I find it hard uh, to believe that a mid-major is going to knock off the Bulldogs, especially Quindary Weatherspoon in his uh, senior season, uh, it's gonna take a, it's gonna take a good, a very impressive effort from the opposing team, and, and I just think Mississippi State with their length and they're one of the more athletic teams as well uh, in the SEC. I think they overpower Liberty, li- overpower Liberty. Excuse me, cannot talk. Uh, in a somewhat of a higher scoring affair, I would say uh, between both of those teams, both of these teams, uh, Liberty averages seventy four points a game. Uh, Mississippi State. A hair over 77 so I think Mississippi State still wins that game Virginia Tech and St. Louis so Travis Ford and company were um, were the beneficiaries of VCU losing in the uh, you know early in the conference tournament they beat I believe the St. Bonaventure in the A-10 uh, championship to get uh, the bid or bid in the tournament, they will face Virginia Tech, who is getting back Justin Robinson, and that was like that was something I had been monitoring. I was like, man, you know, because I was really impressed with Virginia Tech this season, playing without as many guys as they were without. You know, no uh, Chris Clark, who's suspended for the entire season. Uh, no. Landers Nolly, one of their star freshmen, ineligible this season, and then and then Justin Robinson. I mean, the the heart and soul of the group, uh, the point guard's tough as nails, has not played 
uh, I believe since t- middle of January or late January, I'm thinking. It's been a while. So they get him back just in time for the tournament. And remember, I mean, you're talking about a team that beat Duke um, and gave Florida State all it could handle on the road and at um, – in the ACC tournament, do not understand or do not know how they lost uh, to Florida State. Had them beat, Florida State hits a couple clutch shots, a three-pointer by uh, one of their freshmen, Vassal, and then uh, Terrence Mann gets a game-winner in overtime. But regardless, Virginia Tech was really, really good without him, like way more impressive than I thought. So I'm going to take Virginia Tech in that matchup. Don't think they're going to get upset in round one. All right, Maryland and the winner of Belmont-Temple. I think Belmont wins that game, and I think they beat Maryland. Maryland like looks like a giant, but they play very gentle. Uh, they, with their front court, they, you'd think they were, they'd be able to physically impose their will on teams, and it just hasn't happened really as of late. Uh, Michigan blew them out. Uh, you know, both at home and on the road. Like, they haven't really performed well against the top tier of the Big Ten. I know they did. I think they did beat Purdue at home, but that's really about it. Oh, they had a show for them. So I'm going to take Dylan Winder and the Belmont Bruins, who have been terrific all season. Uh, lost a heartbreaker to John Morant and company. Uh, but I, I think Belmont wins that game. They've been kind of picking off teams in the in, in Power Five conferences, like it seems like every year, uh, took this was way back, but back in December, took again Purdue, you know, played them pretty tough, came back from like twenty down to make it like an eight point game, uh, so I, I think Belmont wins that game and advances on to the round of thirty two, LSU Yale, I've seen Yale be somewhat of a popular pick, and you know there's some brackets where I may throw them in there just because because LSU has some problems, uh, notably. But I still think LSU, with their size, their athleticism, um, that they should be able to win this game. You know, they lost to Florida in the SEC tournament, and I don't know how. they. I mean, they had Florida beat. They had them kind of uh, – they kind of – it looked like they crushed their spirit for a while, but Florida hit a couple shots. Keontae Johnson ultimately kind of brought the, the team back to life, and then Andrew Nimhard obviously made the three to win the game. Uh, but LSU, a superior, you know, again, I've said this, from top to bottom, there isn't a team more athletic than LSU in the country. Duke has the most athletic starting five, but from player one to player 10-11, LSU is by far, I think, the most athletic team in the country, uh, and I think that they will win uh, against Yale. Louisville, Minnesota, so you got Richard Patino against his father's former team. Uh, let the, You know, the headlines are... All over the place with that. That's the big talking point. Um, Louisville has been reeling as of late. They crushed Notre Dame to begin the ACC tournament, but Notre or but excuse me, North Carolina put them down rather handily. Minnesota's been playing pretty well. Uh, beat Purdue, uh, then they got crushed by Michigan. But uh, I've been impressed with Minnesota's ascension. They've looked like down and out 
after, I think, losing two games, I think maybe to Penn State, and I know they lost to Rutgers, um, but they've kind of resurrected themselves and are looking and are playing pretty well as of right now. So I'm going to go with Minnesota in that matchup. And then Michigan State against Bradley, I'm going to take Michigan State. Not much really to read into there. All right, so on to the South. I think Virginia wins their first game this year. I don't think we have a repeat of last year. They will beat Gardner-Webb. Gardner-Webb making their first tournament appearance in school history. I think Virginia puts an end to that rather quickly. Ole Miss and Oklahoma, interesting matchup. Uh, you know, Oklahoma, abysmal conference record, uh, but they were able to get in even after losing to, to West Virginia, who, in fairness, has played better as of recently and uh, went on to not only beat uh, Oklahoma, but also beat uh, the, the tops or the second seeded team in the Big 12, Texas Tech, but still a miserable loss. I'm taking Ole Miss. Uh, they've had a lot of time to think about uh, their loss uh, to Alabama and the, a game they had won and they totally let Alabama back. Alabama was a desperate team. They kind of had to have it. Uh, Ole Miss really didn't have a ton to play for because they were going to be locked into that kind of you know, seven, eight, nine line anyway. Uh, but I, I'm picking the Rebels. Tough team to defend. Uh, pretty athletic. Terrence Davis, Brian Tyree, tough shot makers. The, a top ten team as far as free throw shooting goes. Uh, so they can close out games. I'm taking the Rebels in that game uh, and to advance the round of 32 to face off Virginia. And then so you have Wisconsin-Oregon. Two of the best defensive teams so far in the month of March. Oregon, all of a sudden, I mean, you know, they what an up and down season, right? They start what top twenty uh, in the rankings. They got Bull Bull, right? They got the unicorn, and then Bull Bull's out for the year, like right, on, like the first for the end of November, uh, and then you know they have a miserable start to conference play, uh, lose to UCLA at home and let them come back. You know, had them down 10 like a minute to go, and they somehow come back, tie, win in overtime. Um, had to have the auto bid to uh, um, to get in the tournament. They beat Washington in Seattle, and that was kind of like, okay, this team can go on a run. That's when I was like, you know, they got a shot, just beat the best team in the Pac-12 on their home floor on senior night too. Uh, and sure enough, they run the table, win four games in four days, I uh, forget who they had to play first, but I know they, they beat Utah. It might have been USC. I don't know. Uh, either way, I, 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 know they, well, I know they had to play Utah. They beat, I know they beat Utah, um, Arizona State, and Washington, all three back to back, or, you know, uh, three in a row after winning their first game. I think it was against USC, but I'm not for sure uh, on that. Or it might it could have been Arizona too. I don't know. I'm not gonna take too much more time about thinking about that. But anyway, four games in four days. Uh, in in I mean, just dominated Washington in the final. I mean, now again they had more to play for, but just dominated them. You know, um, you know Arizona State. I think came back and made that a game, or, or and got it to overtime. But Oregon outlasted them. So uh, they played the Wisconsin Badgers, who have been. You know, up up and down recently. I forgot who they lost to. I think or I think it was Michigan State. I think Michigan State beat them in the semis. Um, but I'm taking Oregon in this game. You know, two really good defensive teams. But Wisconsin, man, just so bad shooting free throws. Like, and it it is costing the game, costing them games. You know, Ethan Happ is just terrible shooting free throws. 
Um, so I, I think in a in a low scoring, uh, you know, slugfest, I'm gonna take Peyton. You know, Peyton Pritchard's been played as well as any point guard in the country uh, the last uh, the last couple weeks, and he he's been terrific. Oregon's defending at a high level. Kenny Wooten, great shot blocker. I am taking the Ducks in that one. And then Kansas State and UC Irvine. That's I know that's a game. You know, best team in California, right? Uh, man, right now I have Kansas State picked, but without Dean Wade, they're just they can't score. Um, they don't. I'm gonna I'm gonna switch to UC Irvine, who has been impressive all season. Out, I think in the either the big I forget what conference that they're in. Um, But, uh, yes, I mean, 16 game. they've won 16 games in a row. Uh, that you know, one of the better defensive teams in the country. Um, I'm gonna go, or it might be the West Western Athletic Conference, the WAC, I, I forget, but either way, it's it, but I, I'm gonna take UC Irvine in that game. Kansas State just is not, uh, just does not have any offense, and I think it's gonna make you know they're they're gonna pay for it. Dean Wade not looking likely to play in the tournament. If Dean Wade plays, I may change that prediction. But right now, I'm not sure. It's looking unlikely. I'm gonna go with UC Irvine. So I'm gonna take the double upset in the five, uh, five twelve and four thirteen matchups in the South. All right, Villanova at St. Mary's. You know, Villanova. Down season for them, right? For what they've been able to do recently, still win the Big Ten out, or Big, not Big Ten, Big East outright in the regular season and win the tournament. And I thought it, I, I thought Seton Hall was going to win it, to be honest. Uh, but you know, Villanova beat them. And, you know, came back against Xavier, won that game, and was able to hold off uh, the Pirates. So I, I think, you know, I'm. Even though St. Mary's did knock off Gonzaga, I'm not looking too much into that for this one. I'm not picking against Jay Wright in uh, the first round, even with you know not quite the the team he has had, uh, or yeah, not not the level of teams he's he's had recently. Uh, Purdue and Old Dominion. I'm taking Purdue. Uh, flamed out a bit against uh, Minnesota. I got to watch a decent amount of Old Dominion. One thing about Old Dominion, so they're not a great offensive team. They don't score a ton of points, but they are just tough. Uh, tough as nails, and they're tough to put away. Uh, in the quarterfinals and semifinals, uh, both uh, Louisiana Tech and uh, UAB had them beat. I mean, La Tech, I, I, I have no idea how Old Dominion won. La Tech was up by double digits most of the second half, and then look up and boom, you know. Ahmad Caver hits a, a game-winning shot. So if this game comes down to the wire, I can see Old Dominion winning it because they've been so clutch. Uh, you know, back-to-back uh, game-winning shots, and, and then they put it. You know, they they beat Western uh, rather handily. They still trailed in the second half at a point, but you now they came back and they put them away. So Old Dominion, you know, could be a tricky matchup for Purdue if they if they let them hang around. Uh, but if they don't, if, if Purdue's able to jump out on them, Old Dominion does not have enough offense, even with star guards B.J. Stith and Ahmad Caver. I'm taking the Boilermakers in that matchup. Cincinnati and Iowa. Iowa hasn't beaten anyone good in a while. Uh, they came into the tournament, I think the Big Ten tournament, with like a four-game losing streak. They beat Illinois, but then they lost 
to Michigan by a lot. So I'm going to go with Cincinnati, uh, playing in a home game too. And then Tennessee at Colgate, uh, I'm going to take Tennessee in that matchup. We'll you know we'll talk more about uh, Tennessee uh, later on. Okay. So now to the Midwest, Carolina beats Iona. Utah State in Washington, interesting matchup here. I'm going to go with Utah State, the best team out in the Mountain West this year, not talent-wise, but I think team-wise probably so. Uh, Washington has not looked very good recently in Washington. They just don't have a ton of offense. Uh, Jalen Noel is terrific and should be their go-to guy, but they're just, as a team, they're not very good offensively. Um, So I'm going to go with the team in Utah. Auburn, New Mexico State. This is, I mean, t- Auburn is feast or famine. You know, they've won, I think, eight straight games, one, much like Oregon, won four straight games. Now, they didn't need the at-large bid, but they got it. Or, excuse the automatic bid, but they got it with, you know, running the table. Uh, destroyed Tennessee in the final game. I, I, you know, I don't look a ton into that because, like, Auburn isn't 20 points better than Tennessee. Tennessee just exerted all their energy against Kentucky the game the day before. But still a good, impressive performance. Shot them out of the gym. And they made it to where Tennessee couldn't, like, it's not like, well, Tennessee just came out flat and then, all right, now we get it together. I mean, they didn't give them a chance to come back. So impressive showing for Auburn. Their feast or famine as far as their shooting goes. If they're missing, it's brutal. They lose to 30, lose by 30 to Kentucky. But when they make, I mean, they put good teams away rather quickly like they did on Sunday against Tennessee. So, I'm betting on Auburn staying hot. I mean, they they've won road games, they've won neutral court games, and they've won, um, yeah, you know, they, and obviously they won their home games. So I mean, I don't know. You're talking about a team that's beaten Tennessee twice in the span of, you know, eight days. I'm not gonna pick against them right now. It wouldn't surprise. New Mexico State is a terrific. That they that might be the Western Athletic Conference, the one that New Mexico State is. That's gonna bug me. It might be the big. That's that's gonna bug that's gonna bug me which one uh UC Irvine is in. But anyway, might be Big West Conference. I think it's the Big West is the one. Yeah, Big West is the one that UC Irvine is in. Western Island. Okay. Sorry about that. Back to the back to the bracket. Um but I am taking uh, I, I'm taking Auburn, even though New Mexico State has been an absolutely terrific team, and, and they've won the, the, the WAC, like, I think it was six the last seven years. Uh, I, I'm taking Auburn. And then Kansas against Northeastern. Uh, Northeastern, I, I believe, I forget who they upset. It might have been, I forget what conference they're in as well. So many, you know, too many conferences to keep up with. But um, regardless, I'm taking Kansas in this game. I know Kansas is, is sort of down, but I don't see that. I don't see Bill, Bill Self losing to a 13 seed the first round. Uh, so I will take the Jayhawks um, in that matchup. Iowa State, Ohio State, Iowa State, your Big 12 champs. Uh, you know, I had been tooting their horn a little bit. I. When when Kansas kind of was faltering, I was I I made the claim. You know, I I, wanted, I thought Iowa State was going to win the Big Twelve regular season, and obviously they didn't come close to that. Well, they they, they won the Big Twelve postseason in the, the tournament, so I was kind of right, but you know, r- wrong season, I guess you could say. Uh, so you know they I think forget they had to win three games, but anyway they beat Kansas State, they beat Kansas back to back days. 
um, destroyed Baylor their first game, played up to their potential. They're a good team. I mean, Lindell Wigington, uh, Marl Sh- uh, Shayok, you know, and when they get it going, you know, they're tough to beat. But then it's also it's a Jekyll and Hyde. I mean, talking about a team that's lost to TCU twice. Um, TCU's not very good. So who knows what you're going to get. But Ohio State hasn't really been good um, recently. They did play – they beat Indiana to kind of cement their bid, uh, and, and they played Michigan State pretty close. I think they only lost by seven. But um, but I'm taking Iowa State in that game. And then Houston against Georgia State. You know, Houston had a tough um, tournament losing to Cincinnati. You know, after – Going into Cincy and bludgeoning him, uh, it's clear that Mick Cronin and his crew did not forget about it, uh, and they lost that game. I still think Houston, Kelvin Sampson has, has a great team with Corey Davis, uh, Dejon Giroux, uh, Armani Brooks. Still tough guard play. They're kind of undersized, but uh, you know, the, the very tough group, very good defensively. Uh, they are all up in your grill for 40 minutes. I think Houston advances past. Georgia State, and I believe are they? I believe they're the Sun Belt, but I'm not totally sure about that. Yeah, I believe they're the Sun Belt, Sun Belt champions. Wofford Seton Hall. I'm gonna go with Seton Hall in that matchup. I know Wofford's on like a 20 game win streak, but Seton Hall's been really good, and they should have won the big uh, the Big East. I don't know how they didn't beat Villanova. They played them pretty close, and then Villanova, you know, Jermaine Sims they hit a late three to kind of put them up five. Five or seven, and they just couldn't get back. And, but I'm impressed with Seton Hall. They're playing some incredible basketball. It's going to be a tough matchup, and there's going to be a lot of threes hoisted. I'm going to take the the Power Five team in this matchup, and that's going to set up a rematch with Kentucky, uh, whom they beat uh, back in December at Madison Square Garden. I'm taking Kentucky over Abilene Christian. All right, into the West region. Whew, we got 27 minutes to rip through this. Uh, Gonzaga, I'm picking them. Syracuse, Baylor, I'm not picking against Syracuse. Now, they're not a double-digit seed, so I don't know if the rule applies, you know, as an eight seed as it is when they're an 11 or 12 or whatever. Uh, But uh, I'm picking Syracuse to beat Baylor. Uh, Scott Drew has uh, ringed out the sponge with this group. They shouldn't be in the tournament. Uh, It's kind of impressive they got there, but I, I think Syracuse, if Tyus Battle comes back, uh, which I think he is supposed to, um, but he sat out. I think against Duke, and uh, um, against Duke, who I forget who they played before. They, but he sat out their two uh, uh, games in the ACC tournament. Uh, but I'm picking the the Orange in that matchup. Marquette and Murray State. Talk about a point guard matchup. You get John Morant. You get Marcus Howard. Um, Marquette lost to. Seton Hall in that bizarre game in the in the Big East semis, where there's like nine technical fouls called and you know, just ridiculous stuff. Um, but I'm going with Murray State in this game. I, I, John Moran, I, I watched some of some of them in in the OVC final, and that dude is absurdly good. And he makes the dudes around him that aren't all that great 
makes them look good too. So I, I think Murray State wins a rather close game, but I think it's it, I think that's game's probably going to be a shootout as well. Marquette's a tough team to defend with the Hauser brothers, Sakar and him, and and Howard obviously, but I don't see how they're going to be able to defend John Morant either. So I, I I think Murray State in a close game, but a shootout as well. Florida State, Vermont, almost a home game for Vermont and Hartford, Connecticut, but I think Florida State with their athleticism. Uh, and their depth and their length, uh, it's going to be too much for the Vermont. I believe that the Catamounts is their mascot. Uh, Buffalo in the winter of Arizona State St. John's. I don't think I, I think Arizona State and St. John's are the two worst teams in the tournament. I, I think Arizona State beats St. John's and plays Buffalo, and I think Buffalo beats them. Uh, Buffalo, I mean, just a really good team. They've been great all year. They won the MAC. Um, I mean, beat Syracuse on the road. Didn't lose their first game until, I believe, December 21st. Uh, so you're talking about a team that, you know, pretty used to winning Jordan Harris back, uh, C.J. Massenburg. Nate Oates has himself a team. I think they, they beat Arizona State in the first round. Texas Tech in Northern uh, – in KU. I, how they lost to West Virginia, I just – I don't know what happened. I mean, I know West Virginia's been playing better, but we're talking about – you know you're gonna get a top ten pick. You have a top ten pick in Jared Culver. You have a one of the best defensive teams in the country, uh, in, in losing to a you know, team with a losing record in West Virginia. So very you know kind of surprising result. But I'm gonna take Texas Tech in this game. Uh, I think you know when their offense is on, they are really really good. Um, they they are a you know elite eight final four good. Uh, Nevada Florida really interesting matchup. Uh, you, you have you know kind of a disappointment. In, out out in the Mountain West, but I mean, sheesh, they have a lot of talent. Jordan Caroline didn't play in their loss to I think it was San Diego State in the Mountain West semis. Yeah, I believe it was San Diego State. Um, so, you know, I, I'm picking Nevada, but Florida man, I mean, they're coming on strong. You know, clutch performance against uh, LSU. Andrew Nimhard is, you know, he's going to be a, he's already very good. He's going to be terrific for Florida. Uh, Keontae Johnson's a future pro, but Florida's been so up and down throughout the season. They've looked so good, and, and their ups seem to be against the one team, LSU. So I'm going to take Nevada, the more, the clearly more talented team, in that matchup. And then Michigan and Montana, first round matchup from last year when Michigan was a three, Montana was a 14, and the same result will happen. Michigan will win that game. All right. So now. Go up back up to the East region, Duke VCU. Uh, interesting little matchup here. You know, Duke doesn't shoot very well. That's been you know that's been well documented. I've talked about that. In VCU, great defensive team could be an interesting matchup. Uh, what if VCU is able to kind of neutralize Duke's attack? But I don't. VCU hasn't seen the athletes, <laughs> the, the size, um, just the the talent that Duke is gonna have that Duke has so I, I you know as as much as you know love to fantasize of, of, of an upset like that I, I don't think it's possible I'm gonna take Duke in that game Mississippi State Virginia Tech uh Virginia Tech is good enough to beat Mississippi State you know, I, t- I said it was gonna take somewhat of a special effort to, to knock out these Bulldogs and it will because they're a terrific group and and they fight and they fight and they fight I mean you know I, they don't get their spirits crushed a lot. It's happened a couple times this year, but it's pretty rare. And they're a really good group, uh, you know, and they have great freshmen as well And Reggie Perry. 
Robert Woodard, but I think Virginia Tech already pretty good without just Justin Robinson. Now they get their leader, their floor general back, and I think that that's going to be enough to tip the tip the tables in favor of the Hokies. I'm taking Virginia Tech in a five or in in the four five matchup. Uh, LSU versus Belmont. Um, I'm going to go with LSU in that game. You know, I, I think you know I think it's an interesting matchup. You know, NBA prospect prospects all over the court, you know, Dylan Winder versus Nas Reed, but I'm going to go with LSU. I think that the talent outweighs kind of the the really good team, uh, you know, in, in the Bruins, but, you know, Tremont Waters, so tough to keep out of the lane, so tough to defend, and then they force a lot of turnovers. And their length and athleticism, I mean, it's a problem. Uh, you know, Belmont has had to face a team with one super athlete, and John Morant, well, now they get to put face a team with like 10 of them. So I'm going to take LSU in that game. Uh, Michigan State, Minnesota, you know, I, I think Michigan State takes care of business in, the, in that game. You know, you know, Cassius Winston has been so good this year. Uh, kind of rallied the troops amid a lot of different adversities, and, and I think Minnesota uh, doesn't stand much resistance. Or if it's Louisville, you know, you know whether it be, uh, I know Louisville beat them this year, but I think Michigan State would smack them in a, in, a, in a rematch. That was a true road game for Michigan State in November. So I, I'm not too. Uh, I, I think Michigan State will 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 win that game. All right, Virginia Ole Miss, you know. Virginia is going to be able to stifle Ole Miss unless Ole Miss hits every three. There's not really a chance. And Ole Miss not a great defensive team, not a great defensive rebounding team. Uh, they don't have a lot of size. I think Virginia is going to be able to take advantage of that. I think DeAndre Hunter is a matchup nightmare for the Rebels, and I think that they're going to win that game fairly handily. Uh, Oregon, UC Irvine. I'm going to take Oregon again. I think Oregon's they're rolling right now. I'm not going to not picking against the Ducks. Uh, I mean they. Dana Adelman has figured out his group, and he has it rolling, and they're winning with defense, and it's working, and I, I see them in the Sweet 16 yet again. Villanova-Purdue, interesting matchup. Uh, I'm going to go with Purdue. I just Villanova just does not seem to be a team that's good enough to make it out of the first weekend. And I know Purdue flamed out against Minnesota, but you know, extra time, extra rest. Uh, I know they both played on Saturday, but still – even even such, I, I you know I, I think uh, Carson Edwards, I, I just a all American you know all American guard. Um, I'm going to take Purdue. They have they have size mismatches. I mean Nova lives and dies by the by the three. Purdue pretty good defensively. Um, you know uh, in a top five offense according to Kim Palm. You pair that together. I, I'm I'm taking. I'm taking Purdue. I don't think Villanova is going to be able to to defend uh, uh, Purdue in, in this game. What do they rank? In, uh, no, yeah, 73rd in defense for Villanova, I, according to Kim Palm. I, defensive efficiency, of course. So I'm going to take Purdue. I, I think Carson Edwards presents a pretty tough matchup for Connor Gillespie uh, in the Wildcats. Uh, uh, Tennessee and Cincinnati. Uh, it's going to be a tough game up in Columbus uh, for for Tennessee. I think Tennessee wins, but I wouldn't be stunned if they didn't. And I think it's going to be close regardless. But it's not. Cincinnati's good. I mean, Jaron Cumberland. uh, That's I think he's a night. He's a matchup nightmare for the guards of 
Tennessee because he's so big and their guards are not, whether it's Bone, Bowden, Lamonte Turner, he's going to be able to, to shoot over those guys and that's a problem. Still not enough for me to pick Cincinnati, but I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. Uh, Carolina, Utah State, I think that could be a close game as well. Utah State going to slow it down a little bit, going to sit down and defend. I'm still taking North Carolina. They're playing uh, extremely well right now. And I think Auburn beats Kansas and, and you know ruins Bill Self's hopes of getting a regional at home. Uh, because I, I, Auburn's a hot team, um, and they're playing super well. And I, I'm, taking, I'm taking the Tigers in that game. I think Utah State beats Houston. Uh, solely off of, I, I just think their athletic ability, their talent slightly outweighs Houston. Again, I think a really close game. Um, I, I don't think there's a ton separating them, but I, Iowa State, another team getting hot at the right time, starting to maximize, starting to hit their ceiling, and I think their ceiling uh, is higher than Houston's. I think that they beat the Cougars. Uh, I thought, again, I, I think I tweeted out, like, I thought the Cougars were a second second round lock but they got a or a a second weekend lock excuse me but they got a brutal draw with Iowa State I think it's a close game wouldn't surprise me either way but I'm going to take Iowa State in a close game in Kentucky Seton Hall I think Kentucky wins that rematch they are significantly better now at defending the three-point line um and even with uh, Saturday's game against Tennessee, they gave up 10. They've been terrific defending the perimeter. Calipari has lost only one game in tournament rematches, and Seton Hall just is simply not good enough to beat Kentucky for two two times in one season. I guess it could happen. Seton Hall or Wofford could win if they, they had to hit a lot of threes, though. They had to hit like 10 to 15, probably closer to 15. I don't see it happening. I think Kentucky is going to win. All right, back up. Or, no, excuse me, we've got to go to the West. Um, Gonzaga, Syracuse. I know Syracuse, you know, everyone's favorite to, to pick off. Uh, or They've been, you know, known for picking off uh, top seeds. And I know that one seeds are, I think, what is it like? Some, you know, almost, it seems like most years a uh, one seed is losing in the, in the you know, Second round, at least one of them does. Uh, I don't see it happening this year, though. I think the ones, I think the ones and twos, the top eight teams in the tournament, I, I think are you know mostly safe. I think I think a high majority of them make it to the Sweet Sixteen. Although there is one in this region, I will uh, pick against. Uh, I think Florida State beats Murray State. I, I, you know, I, I think Murray State. Their run luck, their uh, excuse me, their luck runs out, and Florida State again with that, they're they're going to be able to throw a lot of depth and a lot of athleticism and a lot of length at John Morant, and I think that they're that's going to wear them out, and I'm going to take Florida State in that matchup. Buffalo, Texas Tech, I'm taking the, I'm taking, uh, I'm taking Buffalo. Uh, I, you know, I, Texas Tech has kind of been one of those teams where I, you know, they look great at times, like. Really good. They're scoring. They're defending at high level, and then they lose to West Virginia. And I, I think Buffalo is a really tough team to guard because they can spread you out and shoot it really well. And they're they have experience at that at their guard play. I think Texas, or excuse me, I think Buffalo has better guard play overall. Even though Texas Tech probably has the most NBA, uh, you know, the, or the highest NBA prospect guard and Jared Culver. I just don't think he has enough around him. I'm going to go with Buffalo in this matchup. That's a tough matchup for 
for uh, Tech, but it's also for Buffalo. I mean, you're talking about one of the best teams in the country. Buffalo's going to have to hit some shots. I trust their offense uh, and, and their guard play in that game. Nevada-Michigan. I'm picking Nevada. Again, really close game. But Michigan, now recently they have played better. They, I thought they impressed me in the Big Twelve or Big Ten tournament. Excuse me, uh, you know, d- discarded Iowa in in uh, Minnesota rather easily. But still, like, I don't know why they couldn't get Michigan State once. That surprised me. Um, they've kind of struggled against the top tier teams this season. I know they beat Carolina, but that was so far. Uh, ago and it was in in when Carolina was really struggling and that was a true home game for Michigan so I think Nevada wins that game again close but I'm going to go with the more uh, athletic team now I know I know John Beeline's been terrific in March recently but I think hit this team this year is the complete opposite of last year where last year's team started rough and then they trended up and boom you know making the run and then I think this year um they started with a bang, and they've kind of trended downward. Now they have played a little bit better as of late, but I still, I, I'm going to take Nevada in that game. Wouldn't again, Michigan is a team that they could lose this game or go to the Final Four. I mean, they, they have the talent, and you know they have experience, they have the definitely the coaching leadership, but I, I think Nevada is a tough matchup for them. Ooh, Twelve minutes left. I'm not even really going to get to talk about you know, well. If you want to hear my thoughts on because on Kentucky and the Tennessee game, listen to the Kentucky Sports Podcast with me and Tory Bowling. I don't think I'm going to be able to get to it the, uh, with this. Uh, I, I will say real fast um, about Tennessee because, you know, they are the luckiest team in college basketball this year. Uh, now, props to them. They take advantage of that luck. But, my goodness, with the late three-pointers like against Gonzaga – in the, the they take advantage of bad calls at the end of games that seem to go their way, and, and I'm not, you know I, I, I this the contingency of Tennessee fans that say the refs are out to get them, and there have been some calls up surely within games that with you know within you know the middle of the games that have gone against them. I don't doubt that at all, but at the end of games they seem to get every single call, and they did against Kentucky, and they won that game because of officiating. And I know like that's not a, that's not gonna be a popular take or anything like that, but. They they got lucky. They've got you know against Alabama, against Vanderbilt, against Kentucky this time around, and even against Auburn when they lost, getting that hook and hold, ridiculous hook and hold inside. Um, you know, the only one they didn't was against LSU, and it's because Grant Williams flopped. He flopped his way into a foul. I don't feel bad. You could make that argument. Well, yeah, they didn't get the call there, but they didn't deserve the call there either. So anyway, that's my little spiel on Tennessee. Uh, we'll get to them in a minute. Okay, so Duke in Virginia Tech, yeah, Duke and Virginia Tech in the, in the East. We're gonna have to rip through this because I think we only got ten. Yeah, we got ten minutes left. Duke and Virginia Tech in the East. I'm taking Duke. Both teams at pretty much full strength. Virginia Tech still a little bit doesn't don't have a ton of depth still, but I'm taking Duke in that game. Um, it's not what is it. February 26th, I think, is the day that they always lose. It's, it ain't that day. Uh, I, I think Zion is obviously the difference, the big difference. I think they win that game. And I think Michigan State beats LSU. Uh, Michigan State is such a mentally tough team. And, again, uh, Cassius, uh, Tremont Waters meets his match, and, and Cassius Winston uh, got to be tough to guard him as well. I think that wears him out on the, 
defending him is going to wear him out on the offensive end. And I think Michigan State outlast LSU. Uh, you know, you have kind of experience, mental toughness versus youth in, in just super athleticism. Interesting matchup between those two, but I'm going to take the Spartans. Um, I think Virginia beats Oregon, uh, getting back to the Elite Eight. Um, you know, Oregon's not going to be able to score on Virginia, and I think Virginia's three-point shooting is the difference. And then I think Tennessee beats Purdue. I, again, I think Tennessee's – the, if they should they beat Cincinnati, they probably will. But it's still that's going to be that's a very brutal uh, second round matchup. They're able because it's in Columbus. But if they're able to win that game, I think the heavens kind of light up for them to get to their first Final Four in school history. I think they beat Purdue because they're just better than Purdue. And Purdue may have the best play. Well, it's it's tough you know between Carson Edwards and Williams close, but. Um, and you know guards do win championships, but I, I think Tennessee with the, you know they're they're tough. They're they're so hard to put away. I, I think they're gonna they're gonna be able to jump on Purdue and, uh, and and finish them off in that game. And so North Carolina Auburn. I think Auburn's luck runs out in Kansas City. Uh, they've met their match with a team that likes to run as well and can shoot threes. In Car- no one runs like Carolina is able to, uh, and I think that that's the difference. A high-scoring affair game could be played in the 90s, but I th- and I think Auburn will be able to hang around because just they're so lethal offensively, um, and it doesn't matter how much they're down. You know, Bryce Brown and Jared Harper can get them right back uh, in, in a game in the game in a heartbeat. But I still think North Carolina wins that game. And then we're setting up another rematch with Carolina, Kentucky, and Kansas City because I don't think Iowa, Iowa State against Kentucky. I mean, Iowa State now meets their match with as far as talent and athleticism goes. In uh, Kentucky, the steadier group um, in. Iowa State sort of undersized. I think Reed Travis and P.J. Washington go to town, and Iowa State's not going to be able to defend Kentucky, I think, for 40 minutes. So I'm going to go with Kentucky in that game. All right, the Elite Eight, Duke-Michigan State. What a game, right? Um, Kind of a brutal matchup for both teams. I mean, for Duke to have to play Michigan State, uh, and then for Michigan State to have to play Duke. Um, I think think talent wins out here. It's it's close. I – I know some people have picked Michigan State, and I get it. But and, and it, Sparty ain't going to go down without a fight, but they have a big fight on their hands. I just don't know how they're going to be able to stop Zion, and, and that's a problem. And then, you know, but I think, you know, they have a chance with Cassius Winston, uh, they, the clear guard play advantage, uh, but I, 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 who do you stick on Zion Williamson? It's not like last year they had, you know, superb athletes and, in Miles Bridges and um, and Jaron Jackson, they just don't have that this year, and I, I think that's ultimately the difference. Um, so I'm going to go with Duke in that game, and then I'm going to take the Zags. Oh, did I? I forgot to pick the. So Gonzaga over Florida State. I think Gonzaga is really, really good. I, I've, I've said that many a times. I think they're one of the best teams in the country, uh, and I think that uh, you know that front the. the Gonzaga is going to throw a lot of depth at Florida State. I, I, you know, close game in a Sweet 16 rematch. Um, so I think Gonzaga wins that game, and I think that Nevada beats Buffalo, getting to to, to the Elite Eight, avenging their loss to Loyola last year. You know, I think you know the uh, Nevada can can run with Buffalo, can play it up to an up a tempo pace, and um, 
you know, they, they both have kind of similar the, the experience. All right, so the, forgot to mention that. Uh, pick that. And then, so Virginia, Tennessee, I'm taking Tennessee in that game in Louisville. I think that they're going to win that game uh, because I, in I think that they can defend. They can sit down and defend Virginia. And I think that's a brutal matchup for Virginia, considering they don't have a ton of good post defense. I know, you know, Jack Salt's good, but man, Grant Williams, that's 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 as tough as an assignment you're gonna draw. I'm gonna take Tennessee in that game. And then Carolina, Kentucky. I'm taking Kentucky. I think Kentucky can beat Carolina. Again, they already did it once. I think they're good enough to do it again. Even the Wildcats in a close game, a very close game. But uh I think Kentucky's a Kentucky matches up well with Carolina because Carolina isn't super athletic. They do play it at up t- up pace, but they're not super athletic. Uh, you know, they they kind of living down the free on the three ball. And, and Kentucky has a perfect guy in Reed Travis to guard Luke May. I think Gonzaga beats Nevada um, because they are again superior. But I, I think offensively, I don't know how this Nevada gets out on the Zags in transition. Final four of Kentucky, Tennessee, Duke, Gonzaga. Is there a better final four? I mean, yeah, it's, you, you'd say, or you could say Carolina, you could throw them in there too. But that final four, talking about rematch city with Gonzaga, Duke, Duke, Gonzaga being the only team at full strength to beat Duke this season. And then Kentucky, Tennessee, part four. I mean, what more could you ask for? Kentucky, Tennessee, I'm taking Kentucky. Because I don't think Tennessee, number one, I don't think they can beat them three times. And the number two, Kentucky, is clearly better than Tennessee when at full strength. Um, after Reed Travis fouled out on two phantom calls at the end of that game, game totally changed. Kentucky fell apart defensively. Tennessee, again, took advantage of it and won the game. And good for them. They took advantage of it. But Kentucky was clearly the better team. And P.J. Washington sat out the first almost the entire first half with two fouls. If that doesn't happen, and if Reed Travis doesn't foul out, and it should have been Grant Williams, but, he, but even if they don't, both don't foul out, Kentucky wins that game by maybe 15 points or more. So Kentucky's clearly better than Tennessee, and I think, you know, I think Kentucky will get the last laugh should that matchup uh, come up. And I think Duke gets revenge over Gonzaga. Um, I think, you know, no Barrett Hero ball late in the game. And I think Gonzaga, it's just going to be – it's just so tough to stop Zion. And it's going to be tough to get a 16-point lead on him. And they just about gave it away. Again, Duke is so – talk about a team that's almost impossible to put away at full strength. Duke. Lul showed us that one. And then Duke-Kentucky rematch. I think the world would explode if that happened. Just, you know. And it's a matchup I don't think either team wants. I don't think Duke wants to play Kentucky again. I know they beat – Kentucky by 34 points, but I mean, you really expect I mean, that that resonated, you know. And Kentucky is so much better now than they were then, on both sides of the ball. But in, and if you're t- Kentucky, you don't want to play Duke. They beat you by 34. It's the same exact reason. They in in Zion is a lot better than anyone thought, and that's just I mean, that's a tough matchup. I, I think if Kentucky, you know, it, the, the matchups would be Hagens, who is much better now than in that game. Hagen's on Jones, Hero on Reddish, Keldon Johnson on R.J. Barrett. You hold your nose and you hope P.J. can somewhat hold his own against Zion, Reed Travis against more than likely Delorier, Jack White, whoever they throw out there. I think Duke wins it. I think it's a close game. I say Duke 76-71 in the final, and I think that the Blue Devils win their sixth championship 
and Zion Williamson is a champion in his only season college basketball. All right, that is all for today's podcast, uh, tonight's podcast. It is late. It's like 12 uh, in the uh, 12 in the morning. I wanted to do this now because I wanted to do it before the first four games. So, um, so that's why. And also, I hadn't done it in over a week. So thank you all for listening. Let me know. Give me your bracket predictions. You know, give me your, you know, let me know what you think, what you think about my predictions and what, what you have down. Um, always good. Uh, you know, I love love the discourse, the bracket discourse. By the way, I'm terrible at predicting this stuff. Like I thought Michigan State was going to win it last year, and then uh, a couple years before that, when they lost to MTSU in the first round. I am terrible at doing bracket projections. So if this totally is not even close to what happens, wouldn't be surprised if Kentucky lost early, if Tennessee lost, if Duke lost. Uh, but I think Tennessee, Kentucky, Duke, and Zaga would be an awesome Final Four, and I hope it happens. Like, just that would be a, those would be two incredible basketball games. All right, but again, thank you all for listening. Again, give me uh, your feedback and tweet me whatever you know, message me whatever. But uh, have a have a good week, and it is tournament time. So get on your couch and watch some basketball.